It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to a very special Spirit of 67 Stroke Ealing Road Buzz crossover podcast. My name's Lee Wilmot, I'm your host for today, um, and we had reporters Phil Spencer, who's our Queen's Park Rangers writer, and Tom Moore, our Brentford writer, at Loftus Road last night where it finished Queen's Park Rangers 2, Brentford 2. And that doesn't really tell the whole story. Um, two injury time goals from QPR, earning them a share of the spoils after Brentford had seemingly controlled the game. Um, let's get the thoughts of Phil first on that astonishing comeback from Queen's Park Rangers. It was uh, it was something of a typical QPR performance to be honest. It was uh, the, the first half was very much um, it was very much played on Brentford's terms. They uh, the, the dominated possession as as many thought they would do. Um, they uh, the dictated play in midfield. Ryan Woods was uh, particularly outstanding in midfield, getting on the ball and um, and and setting the uh, the attackers on the way just as we thought that they would do. And uh, and they did cause QPR a, a number of problems. Um, Alex Smithies was forced into uh, a number of outstanding saves, particularly in the first half, to keep QPR in it. And um, other than a couple of half chances um, for the home side, it, it was very much Brentford who were on top. Um, going into the second half, it was uh, Brent, Brent, Brentford uh, dominated uh, some more. Uh, QPR seemed to switch off uh, for the opening uh, fifteen twenty minutes of the uh, of the first of the uh, second half. Sorry. Um, where, where Brentford picked up the two goals, and um, it, it was from that point on really that uh, that QPR they, they 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 started playing with a, a newfound kind of freedom. Uh, Matt Smith was introduced into the fray. Um, obviously, Matt, Matt Smith does change games single handedly, just with the uh, the unique threat that he does pose um, opposition defenders, and it, it it just gave QPR a, a route to get into the box. It was um, he acts as a, a focal point. Um, it's a, it's a case of getting the ball into him and other players rushing into the box to join him. And uh, what he does do is he causes uh, mass panic uh, for the opposition. Uh, whoever's having to defend against him, it's not easy um, to defend against a. Um, an old school striker such as Matt Smith, someone who's um, more than comfortable in the air because it is, um, unfortunately in the game, it is something of a dying breed and people don't know how to deal with it. But um, credit to QPR, they um, they, they kept going right until the end. Um, I don't think many people, uh, including the fans, um, expected them to um, to get back into it in the way that they did. Um, obviously, Matt Smith bundled home his uh, his goal um, just in the in the first minute of injury time and that, that was met with... Um, a, a small amount of applause in the stadium. People thought it was uh, just something of a consolation goal, but the uh, the atmosphere at Loftus Road when Luke Freeman put in the equaliser was uh, was something special. Um, no one really expected them to uh, to get that equaliser. Whether it was deserved, um, I'm not entirely sure. I think Brentford probably uh, will be frustrated uh, that they didn't see out the game and uh, get the other uh, three points. Um, at the end of it, but um, now QPR will be delighted that they uh, that they fought back to uh, to get that victory. 
and uh, the fans who uh, who are in the stadium will um, yeah they'll they'll be absolutely delighted with those three points. Um, Alex Smithies, um, as I mentioned before, he he made a, a number of outstanding saves throughout the game, and um, that that game could have been uh, well that that could, game could have been well gone by the time um, by the time uh, QPR got back into it at the end if it wasn't for him. Um, a number of outstanding saves from point blank range, a couple of. Um, I suppose saves for the cameras from um, from efforts outside the area, but um, God, what what a player QPR have got in Alex Smith. He's he's um, he's a fantastic asset. He's someone who who often flies under the uh, the radar somewhat just because of how consistent he is. Uh, but he's certainly a player that QPR can't be taken for granted. Um, Josh Scowen, Luke Freeman in midfield as well. Uh, both of them put in a much improved. Uh, displays um, against Brentford. Um, they, they, both of them have been a, a little bit quiet in recent weeks. Um, Luke Freeman, in particular, he is um, he's, he's vital to how QPR play on the attack. Um, when, when QPR play well, it's generally because Luke Freeman's playing on the front foot. And although we had a quiet first half, he, he very much came into the game second half, and it was him who was driving at the Brentford defence and causing problems and um, putting them on the other back foot ultimately. As with any match, there's always two sides to the story. And while QPR will be ultimately delighted to have uh, snatched a point, um, Brentford absolutely devastated um, to have let two slip through their grasp. Let's get the thoughts of uh, Brentford writer Tom Moore now on um, on how he saw last night's game and, and what happened right at the death. Brentford have uh, a habit of uh, throwing wins away this season. And that one against QPR was the worst that, that uh, I've seen all season is they had the three points in the bag. You should not throw a two-goal lead away in stoppage time. It, it, it should not happen, and I think all the squad know that as well. I have no idea how they let that slip. They were fully deserving of the three points. They'd outclassed QPR again, and Lasaviba had scored two superb goals, and it was good to see him back in the goals because he, he's sort of struggled with injury, and it's sort of been a long time since he'd found the net. And it was just good to see him back to the Lasavibe we remember. Is he, he is a player that uh, can, when he is good, he's very, very good. But when he's not on song, it is you really notice it. And it was good to see him back in the goals and hopefully now he can go on a run. But I spoke to him after the game last night and it was one where going into stoppage time, you're thinking, okay, you're going to talk about his goals being back on form, maybe even talk about the World Cup, for instance. That that would be a big motivation for him, I'm quite sure, without even asking him, is if a footballer hasn't dreamt as a child or even as an adult now about winning the World Cup for their country, they're probably lying. Is Anyone that's listening to this has probably dreamt of winning the World Cup for their country. So it would have been nice to talk about that, talk all positive stuff, and yes, I know he wasn't on the pitch at the time, but the overriding question that every Brentford fan wanted the answer to was how on earth did they let that two-goal lead slip? Is it To me, it was a, a goalkeeping error for the first goal, and then, as far as I'm concerned, it's still almost the same phase of play that, that led to the second. And it, it was if... Brentford felt that the game was over and they all sort of switched off. And even after QPR got the goal back, it wasn't a celebration of, oh, we're back in this from the, from their fans. It was, oh, they've scored. 
that's it still. And that that was sort of the uh, reaction I sort of vibe I got from the players on the pitch. And once they realised it wasn't over, they couldn't get themselves going again. That was just sort of how it looked at the time. Is it just felt as if they thought the game was won and were going to just be heading down the tunnel and celebrating three points. And obviously that didn't happen. But that's now 18 points dropped from winning positions. Had they kept those points from those winning positions, they'd be second in the league, two points clear of Cardiff and two points behind Wolves. That, you can obviously say, oh, if we've won all our games, we'll be top of the league. But if you even halve that and say it was nine points, drops only, Brentford would be in the top six. So that illustrates the difference between Brentford and those sides in the top six is they've just not been able to hold on to that lead. And really, that one is the worst of them, not just because it's QPR, not just because it's stoppage time, but because it was 2-0 as well. Is It was a perfect storm, in a way, is really... You just left the ground baffled as to what you'd just witnessed. It was an extraordinary end to the game, um, but probably more extraordinary was um, was Rangers manager Ian Holloway um, having a pop at the fans. Um, obviously, there weren't many people left in the ground. Um, the QPR fans, a number of them, had uh, taken their leave. Um, the team were two 0 down in injury time. Um, whether you agree with doing that or not um, is up for debate. But um, Holloway, yeah, he, he took a pop at the fans um, after the game last night, didn't he, Phil? Um, and, and that's probably not gone down particularly well. Unfortunately, at, at the end of the game, it, it wasn't the um, the spirit of the performance and, and the draw which took the headlines. It was the uh, the comments coming from Ian Holloway in the uh, in the post match interviews, which um, which kind of stole the show in the end. Um, split. It's a, a bit of a split reaction. On it, um, on on social media and from fans that I've spoken to um, about it. Um, granted, I think I think a lot of fans will will know uh, fans who who left the stadium early that they'll know that um, having missed those two goals, that it was a mistake to do so. Um, my personal opinion is that, is that as a football fan growing up, I I never left a game early um, just because you you want to get your value for money and ultimately you, you never know what's going to happen. At the end, um, ultimately, the fans who, who left the game early, they, they did they miss those two goals and ultimately they, they will regret that. But um, whether Ian Holloway was the person to um, to point that out to them, I'm not entirely sure what uh, what was to be gained from that. Um, a lot of people saying it was a heat of the moment comment, um, something that he, he said in the, um, I suppose, in the adrenaline of getting back into the game. But um I don't know. He he said it to to three different media outlets at the end of the game in three separate interviews. So um, I don't really think that you can call it heat of the moment. And what all all it has really done is it's detracted for his uh, a performance, which wasn't wasn't fantastic, but it showed great character to uh, to get back into it. And um, and then going into uh, going into the day after the game when everyone should be talking about that spirited display, um, everyone's talking about Ian Holloway's comments on whether he was uh, whether he was correct or not. Um, some people um, agree with him. Some people are saying that um, what he's saying is correct, and it's great to have a manager who's got that kind of passion. But a lot of fans have um, 
are, are a little bit um, taken aback by it because um, whether Ian Holloway is the person who should be making those kind of comments about his own fans, it's um, in, in my experience, it's it's always something of a slippery slope um, when you start criticising your own fans. Um, not not at all suggesting that his that his job would be under threat, but um, from from previous experience, um, seeing a manager criticise his own fans, all all it does is. Um, it just kind of like divides the support that you've got, that you've got from them. Um, I think a lot of QPR fans that do like Ian Holloway, they do like uh, the passion that he shows, they do like what he's what he's doing for the club. Uh, but comments like that, um, I think, were just completely ill judged and uh, something which I'm, I'm sure, looking back, he'll he'll think possibly I shouldn't I shouldn't have said something along those lines, particularly on uh, on national TV. But um, all, all in all, I'm sure it'll, um, those comments will get swept aside in the, uh, in the coming days. Um, fingers crossed he can, um, he can follow up the, the draw uh, with a victory over Preston at the weekend and, um, yeah, back up a, uh, what, was, what was ultimately a, a hard-earned point and a point which was well-deserved. They'd seen their side be outclassed by Brentford again and they're 2-0 down. Is, you don't expect to see that happen. And one goal, you'd be more likely to stay. But two goals, no. And really, I thought there were poor comments from Ian Holloway about the supporters and naturally had a pop at the Brentford fans for singing sacked in the morning. Um, But Ian Holloway scarcely has a good word to say about Brentford anyway. So we'll ignore him and focus focus on the bees. I mean, Dean Smith wasn't happy about the... The free kick. I didn't think it was a foul at first glance from from my angle, which it was sort of higher, was behind the away dugout, but in the penultimate row at the back of the top tier. It didn't look like a foul to me, but Dean Smith very much is a man, man head coach that is all about saying control the controllables. He ahead of the game, it was all about. It was not about what QPR were doing, not about what Ian Holloway had said. It was all about what Brentford would do and the normal message that you get from Dean to paraphrase it is control the controllables and you can't control the referee so once the free kick's given you've got to be organised and they weren't organised for that second goal they didn't have the same didn't fend it in the same way that they'd done all night is they'd switched off and that is the issue that they need to look at it's all very well saying oh it wasn't a free kick but you've still got to control what you do and that that was where where Brentford failed and ultimately it, it's cost them another three points and um, everyone will be immensely frustrated as to uh, seeing that happen and it it's almost as if you're going back to the start of the season where they're finding ways to not win a game and they need to get out of this habit very, very quickly. I suppose the key thing for Rangers now, Phil, is that they they back up what happened um, in the last knockings of that game uh, against Brentford by uh, going and getting something um, in, in a tricky-looking game away at Preston this weekend. 
I think UPR have a, a big opportunity when they head up to Preston this weekend. Um, they're, they're a team who are who are sitting comfortably in mid table. Um, they've got a, a decent defensive record, uh, but they don't score uh, score many goals in the uh, in the league at all. And so I do think they are a team that um, that QPR will be able to get at. They're a uh, they're a big and they're a, they're a physical team, so it, it could be a game for for someone like Matt Smith to uh, to get another opportunity to impress after his goal against Brentford. Uh, but certainly against a team like Preston, it is the kind of game where um, you, you, you'd have to back QPR to um, to be able to end that uh, that torrid run of games away from home. It um, it sits at 16 at the moment, and um, to be honest, it, this is exactly the kind of game where where you'd think that QPR might be able to um, to put an end to it. There's going to be um, there's going to be a little pressure on the uh, on the game for them. Uh, Preston are a team who are who are beatable on their on their day, and uh, I think QPR have enough quality and hopefully the confidence. Uh, coming out of the uh, the Brentford uh, result in the end uh, will be enough to uh, to see them through. Um, obviously, QPR will be without uh, they'll be without Luke Freeman going into the clash at Deepdale. Um, he's uh, suspended for that one after picking up his fifth yellow card um, against Brentford at uh, Loftus Road on Tuesday night. And so, hopefully, uh, someone will be in a in a position to uh, to step up and provide that uh, that creativity. Uh, for the team which uh, Luke Freeman um, provides. Um, not many other players have been able to uh, to do that on a regular basis for the team, uh, but hopefully if someone can step up, then QPR will have enough quality to uh, to be able to get a result on the day and uh, and hopefully put an end to uh, to that run of 16 games without a victory on the road, which I think everyone will be uh, really keen to do. Thank you for listening to our special Spirit of 67 Ealing Road Buzz crossover. All your latest news is on getwestlondon.co.uk and we'll be back again next week with another episode of the Spirit of 67 podcast. (laughs) 